Hey y'all, come on in, give yourselves a hug, you all right. If you are tuned in right now, I wanna let you know that you are a super dope person and I am super excited to have you here with us today. I am sitting here with the great nail. <laughs> My name is Tanisha, by the way, if this is your first time here, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bruce Flowers Podcast, where we have candid conversations with totally courageous people who share their personal stories of being survivors at life and in business. Yeah. So, what's up, Nell? What's happening? What's happening? So, Nell, I'm sorry, Nell uh, works next door to me. Um, he is a barber. He is also a hometown friend. We're both from Cleveland. Shout out to 216. Hey, the So, go ahead and introduce yourself again for your on your own to our guest. Okay. Well, uh, our audience. I keep saying our guest. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, all right, well, my name is Donnell, uh, Donnell Brown, to be exact. I am a barber. Uh, yeah, it's, it's my passion, man. I like doing what I do. Um, yeah, that's kind of really it about me. Like, I mean, if you know me from Cleveland, then you would know me. If you don't, I grew up on 105 in St. Clair. Uh, went to Maple Heights High School, graduated 2011, you know. Shout out to Mustangs. You went to Maple Heights? Yeah, caught the 48 day. Oh. <laughs> caught the 40. If y'all from Cleveland, y'all know about the 40 bus stop. But it's like it runs, it, it, it takes you from one side of the city to the other. Just like if you was going on a one. So those are the only buses I ran with in my time. So uh, yeah, from Cleveland, Ohio, St. Clair, uh, went to Maple Heights. I ended up, but yeah, I'm a barber. So yeah, now we down in Florida. Nisha down in Florida, we nice to right next door to one each other. That's and that's the crazy part, man, because you never know where life gonna land you. So we are right next door to each other and we motivate each other, man. So support our podcast. You see I'm on here. I'm a barber. Thank you, Neil. So let me tell y'all how I discovered that Neil was from Cleveland. So I'm coming into my yoga studio. He's outside with the other barbers talking, talking, talking. And I noticed he's a new guy, of course. And he gets to just, he said something. What did you say? You was like, it's on then. Or you, was, you said it's something like, something, you said something. And I was like, talking. where are you from? And he was like, oh shit, I'm from Cleveland. And I was like, I knew it. I knew it. It's just a certain lingo, a certain twang we have, like we a certain, yeah. So that's that's cool. That's just cool to, to feel like I have somebody back from home, which I do yeah. now. So thank you for coming on. Oh, yeah. Most um, definitely. Most definitely. Now, I definitely know a lot about you. So mm-hmm. <sighs> tell us how you even ended up down here in Florida and what started you into barbering. Uh, okay. Uh, so I'm going to do a little bit better than how I kind of explain myself. Well, so I graduated high school. Uh, I was doing music. So... I never really wanted to be a rapper or anything like that. I kind of just fell in love with the art of music itself. So I went to college and shout out Cuyahoga Community College or Tri-C if you're from Cleveland. Yes. Uh, went from studio engineer. Uh, that was cool. I had a couple friends that was rapping and I tried to make them an artist. So obviously I'm a manager. It didn't work out because the plan that I had, they ain't have for themselves. So that wasn't going to go. Um, I kind of told myself before I turned 26 that I was going to have to find something else because I never like working for somebody else like that was like the worst thing i can think of when i was when i was in anytime i was working just waking up being like oh i gotta be here at this time i got i can't 
I can't leave until this time. So I always cut hair. So that's kind of like how I, uh, like y'all know if I stay on St. Clair, but I go to Maple, that's like a little distance in Cleveland. So me saying I caught the 40, I wasn't staying with neither one of my parents. So I had to make ways for me to get money to go to school. So I cut hair. So uh, by the time I turned 26, so I did music for the, this, this time being, if y'all knew me, I was in Chipotle. You know what I'm saying? I was slanging burritos. <laughs> <laughs> real nigga, I love though. I mean, real, 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 real person, though. Um, so, what happened was, uh, one, one, one year, my daughter mom had surgery on her knees. So, I was a closing manager at the time. I told them, I'm like, look, I just need to go to the mornings for this little small, this small time being, just so I can have my daughter. Told me no. Told me, like, nah, boy, like, they told you no. Nope. Told me no. Like it wasn't even like he was like, you know, I can look out for you. The nigga said no. I mean, yeah, my bad. Excuse my language, but the man <laughs> it's said cool. no. It's marked as explicit. The, mar okay. the man said no. The man said no. And what that did for me, it was like one of them situations where it was like, all right, now I'm gonna get my daughter regardless. So what I'm gonna do is either I'm going to cut my hours in half and probably, you know fall off from this job or lose this job anyway from not being able to beat her from trying to get my daughter outside of school or if I'm just gonna say forget it anyway and just go do it myself because obviously my daughter mom can't watch my daughter she gonna be bedridden um I don't want her to have to rely on anybody else because I'm right here so I chose not to go back to work which was crazy because this is how um this is how God works so the next day I woke up I got a phone call about a barber application I put in two years prior and I was like, I, I applied for y'all. They was like, yeah, but we starting this new, shout out to Barbaria. We start, we starting this new, <laughs> we starting this new wave, basically about everybody to come in, they doing financial aid instead of you paying out your pocket. So I was like, ooh, and I ain't gotta pay right now. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, sign me up, sign me up. And you know, uh, I firmly believe in writing things down. I wrote, I wrote my plan down. And uh, I told people while I was in barber school, I was branding myself, told them like, in, by the time I get out of this time next year, after we get out of school, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, literally be traveling. I'm gonna be motivating. I'm going to, uh, I'm gonna be doing something way more than what I'm doing right now. And y'all gonna, I ain't gonna say y'all gonna be doing something. Cause they made us make these vision boards, man. That was the first time, not the first time I made a vision board, but the first time like a school had us do vision boards. So that was like a good thing. But they don't know what impact that really had on me because I used to really look at this vision board like constantly and what I wrote down and y'all I'm not in Cleveland no more man. It's, that's all I'm gonna say. Not in Cleveland. And that's how I became a barber. Oh, how I got down here. So it was on your vision. <laughs> right. How, I, well yeah, in my vision, y'all I got down here because I wrote it. I ain't right Florida, but it's crazy because um a young lady I was talking to, you know, everybody got relationships. Uh, she was getting stationed down here. Um, me, I'm one of them people that believe in sponsorships, so I was trying to get with Andy. I'm hands, sorry. Nigga. I was trying to get with Andy's at the moment to be an ambassador. So, I Andy's see some, is Andy's is a clipper company. If you're a barber or if you know anything about any type of cutting, you know it's Andy's and Walls. Those are the main two clipper companies. So um, you can get with either one of them if you do like any educational purposes, like you give any type of information out. Uh, probably if you a good influencer or something like that. But I wanted to be an ambassador, so I was applying for them. Their headquarters are down here in Jacksonville. So you know what that means. I'm going to take the advantage of getting down here and getting close to them. And yeah, that's That was a reason for me. And then it was like, you know, Got a little shorty can't come down here. I know peace. 
So nah, Andy's man. is here. The Clipper uh, headquarters. So like. Wow. Uh, so you have any affiliation with them yet? Oh yeah, it, oh, yeah. It, I've been already. Just, just keep watching. Yes, I do. Yes, they are good. Yes. Look, See, you gotta you put got yourself in the wind, environment. Man. Oh yeah, yes. put yourself in the environment. Take yourself, yourself outside of the environment, which you accustomed to, cause you ain't gonna grow, man. You you would be surprised when you go somewhere else, how people would tell you their perception of how you is back home, and you would be like, that ain't nothing how we is, or you got a little bit. That's a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't be that far off. The internet don't lie that much. But you're dope, Mel. I'm glad it. you made it down here. Oh yeah, with your scary. vision. That was scary. Yeah. Why was it so scary? If you had your girlfriend and you already knew this great opportunity was coming, like, why was it fearful for you? Um, anytime you're doing something new, it's always sacrifices and discipline that you gotta like, you gotta obtain. So it's it's the fearful part. It's not like um, me doing it. I'm fearful of time. I don't like I don't like spending a lot of time on something. But I know that like with time, it's gonna it's gonna get better. It's like I just I be wanting I'm wanting to microwave people. <laughs> Speaking of microwave people, you are bothering me. Please sit up straight. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. She do yoga, so y'all know she. <laughs> you just you slouched over, man. So, I mean, well, you're I'm a comfortable person. So it's like, oh, yeah, don't. She gonna correct my posture. I will every time. And you need so hot. Is your back bothering you because you stand up all day, barbering? Mm, yeah, yeah. How That's does your why. body feel like after? Cutting heads all day. Cutting heads all day. See, this is this the trick. This the trick. So, I try not to cut all day. Mm -hmm. And I know this might sound crazy, like to other barbers gonna be like, "Man, what? I need like 16 people. I need, <laughs> I need like, I'm not about to sit there and cut like 16 people. That's like you gotta think. You got you got a 30 minutes to an hour for each person. I try to manage myself to like eight to 10 people, if that, like if if that. And it's not that I want to charge more. Or anything like that. It's just because, like, like how much do you really need to to live? You know what I'm saying? A life that you're trying to live, but like, then it's like, how much do you need to just live so you can do something else? Like, I plan, I plan, I, I plan my life in different ways. Like, I can, I can explain it like, like deeper, but I ain't gonna go too deep. But all I'm saying is like, I don't try to cut a lot of people. I don't try to cut a lot of people, but my body feels. Um, overwhelmed no matter how many people are cut because mm. I don't even want to stand there. So is barbering truly your passion or you want to eventually step into something else? Like um, motivation field? is truly my passion. I actually... Motivate yeah. me right now. Come on. Motivate me, you right motivate now. Motivate me. Motivate me. If I was a person, if I was a person just walking walking past you while you outside of the barbershop, right? Mm -hmm. Looking down, hanging my head low, like you see me every day, I ain't got nothing going on. Okay. Like, what would you say to me? What would I say to you is like, what would be, I would probably ask you a question. You know, I love introducing myself, mm -hmm. but then I love communicating with people. So I love hearing their story as well. So I, uh, prime example, one of the questions would be kind of similar to like the title of your, your, your uh, podcast, like a blues flower, like, what is stopping you inside from showing the outside who you truly is? And the, the like the a simplistic way of thinking about it, the way I approach it is basically saying like, a lot of things that we go through, we can't control. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't look at uh, success. I don't look at failures the same way as a lot of people. Um, I look at it as far as like, 
what is needed from me to be the best me. Mm-hmm. Because we are reflections of each other, man. I don't care what you're doing with anybody around you. If I'm going to motivate somebody, it's like it depends on the circumstance with this person. But it's really, I'm coming with that question, like, what is inside you that's not showing your outside you, like, your true self? Or not even just your outside you. I don't want to say that to confuse people, but the outside people, like, their parents. Because we do things for looks of others, like, without us even trying to be... Instead of us holding ourselves accountable for that, man, we all do that. And it's like once we understand that, then we have to, then we understand. Once we understand that, then we understand like what we can do to reshape ourselves to be better. Because you will see the pride inside of it. So how can a person actually discover what's inside of them that's holding them back? Because some people just don't know. Uh, Aloneness. Solitude. Solitude. Aloneness not even a word, but solitude. Uh, So I grew up. Like, like 13 to y'all little seeker. So this is how prideful a man is. Like, and I love my father to death. So my father, he couldn't take care of me when I was like 12, 13. Um, so he started trying to send me to go live with friends. But them friends and family members, they can't take care of me either. Instead of him just being like, going back to my mother, like, hey, I can't take care of our son. I'm struggling. You know what I'm saying? Take care of him until I get myself back together. He let me be out here. So I grew up a lot by myself without a mother and a father. Like, and when I and by me saying that, I'm saying that like we have to be able to look at ourselves and humble ourselves in all situations to even prevail, whether it's in a relationship, business, or just inner self itself. So that'd be like my answer to that question. Mm. You was out here. Oh yeah, facts. I was out here. So what did you do? Like, who who tr- like your mindset is crazy so did you have like a person or a mentor growing up or even now that instills those kind of values into you um not quite uh so i had two little cousins uh mario and marie so at the time i used to get them into a whole bunch of bs god forgive me i used to get them into a whole bunch of bs man (laughs) marvin he kind of he flaca he he already know it get crazy like he get crazy um but i really um J. Cole said it, but I really looked up to like like Uncle Phil. I really looked up to, you know, Martin. I looked up to I had to imagine people. I had to imagine people because it was um You had to imagine people doing what or being what? Uh whatever I needed. So Ooh. um I'm gonna say this, so like when you you I'm living on miles at this time. I'm thirteen. So you gotta think that's that's ninth tenth grade year of high school. Um I'm not with neither one of my parents. My father's taking my phone because he don't want me to let my mother know that he can't do this. Or I'm staying with my auntie, and my auntie told me straight to my face, like, I don't have enough food to feed you as well. Understood. My father not coming, bringing me money for bus tickets or anything like that. So um, mentally, you know, you have to look at your surroundings. Mm-hmm. So uh, the mentors and the people that I created mentally to help me out was people that I feel like um, would tell me not to do something, would tell me, uh, we'll do this, or basically like this fire right here, this gonna be hot, don't touch this. Like, because people wasn't doing that, it was people showing me how to go do things that I was like, well, I don't really, like I hate hand-in-hand transactions, if you get what I mean. Like mm-hmm. I hate hand-in-hand transactions. People try to show me hand-in-hand, I'm cool. I turned into a bully for a minute, uh, but I wasn't bullying, and it's, it's crazy, I wasn't bullying people because I wanted to bully people. I was bullying people because I was needing what they had to get to where I was trying to go. So I used to fight people, and I ain't even like a true fighter, though. I'm a lover for real, you know, I smile a lot. 
uh, I was fighting people just so I could take their bus pass because they was catching. I'm on 164 mile, you know what John Adams at? It's like right down the street. Boy, you can walk there. I'm about to take this bus pass so I can go over here, catch the 15, and go catch the uh, the 40 right up off Lee Road <laughs> to Maple, man. And still all our streets in this podcast. You go see ahead. what I'm saying? And the only thing I'm saying is like, like how would you like picture a picture a mindset of a person that's 13 and that's what he was doing. Uh, and it was, I'm fighting all my little cousin friends, they older brothers, all type of stuff. And the only thing I'm taking, I'm not selling anything from, I'm selling like $2.50. I'm selling like just the double bus pads that you just boiled. Like, wow. You see what I'm saying? I'm not taking anything crazy from you. I'm not selling your cell phone. I'm not, I'm not trying to take your J's. I'm just trying to take money so I can get to high school. My graduate, my father came and got me like two months before I graduated high school. And I was already like damn near in my own apartment. Like, graduated high school. Like, my daughter, mom, she was staying with me since she was in 11th grade. Like, was she out here too? I mean, I guess yeah, she was with me. Like, dang. Like, I mean, we weren't doing nothing crazy. Like, I wasn't heavy in the streets. I wasn't out here selling drugs, none of that, y'all. I promise y'all. I was working for Plain Dealer. I was rent. I had my cousin doing some crazy stuff. So, I was making some money off of selling like phones and other stuff in school. Y'all know who y'all cops some stuff from me. But on the, <laughs> on the back end, I was really chill though. Cutting hair, lining people up, and you know, that was it. That was it. Do you consider yourself a bruised flower? Oh yeah, facts, facts. I've been kicked. You've been, been kicked? kicked. Look, man, life teaches you things, man, and you don't know what they showing you at the moments, man. And I'ma literally say, you know, from being in a position where it was like, man, I didn't. If anybody remember, man, they remember me coming to school with the same Texas orange shorts on for like three weeks straight. I remember Devin, shout out Devin Gooden, man. This is my dude, bro. Like, he gave me like three pair of jeans when I was in high school. Like, this nigga walked, dude walked up to me and was just like, huh, bro. Like, I ain't really, I still bought it. Like, I was, like I told you, I was doing stuff, but I was one of them people, like, I knew how to, like, detach myself from material. Um, so it was like, one, I remember one day, I, I, remember, I remember when I first bought some polo boots, it was like, man, I just grinded myself all the way up, just got my, got me some polo. <laughs> this dude, Chris White, I came here and he was like, ooh, Neil, I see you, you finally got some boots. Now, I hated Chris, man. So by him doing that, man, you know how you feel good about yourself, then somebody yeah, do something, it's like, take you, you, down. you just want to whoop on it. But Devin gave me like three pair of pants, man. And that, it kind of showed me like, like you ain't never alone, though. And me and Devin, we ain't always talk. We weren't like the best friends in there, but like you was never alone though. And now nah, I ain't like that no more. But I still know how to detach myself from materials, man. It's a good thing to be able to do that. When you can detach, it's like detaching yourself from social media. You have to be able to do that to see life for truth for what it is in your life and other people's. Mm, shout out to Devin. Yeah, Devin. Devin, you're that. super dope. Like dope. that's big of you to be in high school and you just looking out. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to I ain't never had no Hollister pants after that either, though. <laughs> well, you don't need none. It'd be too little now. <laughs> ah, yeah, fact. So, after barbering, what do you see yourself doing? Uh, it's the mindset, man. Like, depending on where you're going in life, it's mindset. So, in barbering, I'm going to still be in barbering. But I tell, like, I tell myself daily to keep looking at everything I do, especially that's inside barbering. And how can I make the people that's in my position like, or our jobs more simplistic. So 
I don't want to cut hair for the rest. I don't want to be 60 cutting hair. Like, don't y'all yeah. hate? Like, come on. Like, yeah. What type of dude, if you really like 50 in the barbershop still cutting hair, like you kind of moving backwards. Uh, by that time, I'm so it's like I'm looking into I'm looking into the barber industry, right? And I'm trying to create something that's gonna sit longevity and outside of cutting hair. So outside of cutting hair, out of barber, I'm gonna be speaking. Uh, I want schools. Uh, I don't. I never wanted to open a shop. I'm not about to deal with trying to get a group of grown men together on one, yeah. one accord when y'all can come sign up and be on the same accord. Uh, but then I can help you in the midst of that get to where you trying to go. Mm -hmm. um, so I, like I said, I, I really just want to teach and motivate. Uh, but I know you got to create income. So I don't want to create jobs for myself. I use Barbara to sustain myself, but I use my mind to create other income. So I, I don't want to tell y'all my idea though. But don't don't tell the idea. No, I ain't gonna just... tell the idea. But yeah, the, the thought of it is just like in Barbara, they make if you if you, if you either make appointments or you a barber, you know what Squire is. It's a million booking apps out here. The cut, style, seat, but why did they make Squire? Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? It's how many different laptops you heard of. Like there's there's nothing new under the sun. So I'm not looking to create something that no one ever seen before. I'm trying to create something that I could just call my own. Like, mm -hmm. That makes my job simple. Let me ask you a question. Eager, gotta ask it. Do you play chess? I do. I play chess a lot. Chess when did is, when did you start? I started playing chess at around like 14. Mm, Cause I'm just getting into chess now, so everybody I meet, I want to know: Do you play chess? Chess. So you've been playing chess for a long time. For a long time. Teach yeah. me something. Um, What's the most important piece on the board? It, it's two different ways. So that one time. Now you can say the queen, right? You know I'm gonna say the queen, right? Cause she can go everywhere. She can move wherever she want to move. That's me. <laughs> right. Then, you ain't got to confirm it. That's me. Right. But then you got the king, right? Very conservative. He always, he only moving one space at a time. He can, you can, you got to protect him. The game never ends unless the king is dead. Like, I don't care. Once you figure that out, but then understand that every other piece, the pawns, you, I ain't going to tell you how many you get. Go play some chess. But you get one of them down there to the end, you can make that whatever you want. Like, so all I was so basically, I play chess, and the best I could just tell you is the, best, the most important piece would be the king, but the most useful piece would probably be the pawn. But the I say a lot of people would say the the queen, which I get, and I only say the queen because it can move a lot of different areas. It can straight forward, back side, like, and it's, as long as it wants too, as long as you got some space. So how do you apply chess to, to life? Uh, it's your conscience, man. Like you have to be strategic when you move and like um, pick a piece, cause one piece resonates with everyone in here, like or everybody that's watching this. Uh, one one piece resonates gonna resonate to you. But the one thing I want to know for sure is like I want you to know for sure that you either gonna be the king or the queen. Uh, and we can both play both sides because I'm gonna just say this as a man, like I can move like how I want to, just like a queen would move, but I don't want to put myself in a position that can jeopardize me. Um, but then just as a king itself, I want to know that I, I need to make small steps. Don't rush into things, but then also use things to guard myself. Boundaries is, is a very powerful, positive thing for us. Boundaries, boundaries is a very positive thing for us. And when I say that, I'm saying though, like you have to be able to take your, 
go back to taking yourself out the world, like, because you'll get so lost, like, in chess, you'll get so lost in just moving quick because something might look good, and that's the trap. It's like, that's the trap, Ooh, like. now so, we talking. <laughs> so, mm. it's like, what you, what you, what you want to do is you want to, two different players, man. You got attack players, you got defensive player. Like, me, I like being on the defense. I'm one of those people that's like, I want to open you up, and then I hit you. It's like, uh, you talk to somebody that do 52 blocks that got out of prison, they'll tell you it's about uh, exposing your uh, opponent's openness. So if they sitting there attacking the whole time, obviously they not defending something. That's my traps. So instead of me, I, I'm, I'm more, I apply to life, I'm gonna try to make it more simplistic. I apply to life by being defensive, um, aware, um, and just being strategic on the moves that I make and the pace that I use the pace that I make my moves. You seem like uh, you're the type of guy who will relocate to a different country. Oh God. Am I accurate? Yes, ma'am. Why am I accurate? Because I just I just see it like. Because, man, when you look into the world here, it ain't nothing here for us. Like, well, not the, I'm going to say the world here, but if you look what's here for us, it ain't really nothing here for us. It's like, it's nothing good and, and it ain't nothing perfect, but Say it's it. a business. It's a business here, man. It's like in the United States or in the United States, but just like don't you want to just be closer to life itself? Like it's it's like when we here, when we here, and we so expensive here, man. It ain't expensive nowhere else for real. But see, when you look at it and you you think about like how much they putting into just keeping us here for their self gain, um, how how nothing here. Uh, rise us up as one like it's all just a pull apart it's a tug of war here like it's so much oppression and pain that go on here like it hardens it hardens me to be here um i look as far as like leaving as like like man it's like this like how free would you be if you worked to try to save money to be free like i don't care how much you was making you was well like, hold on wait i'm sorry please say that again how free would you be if you were still working to save money to be free? I probably ain't saying it verbatim, but uh, the, no, I get it. Oh uh, yeah, like I mean, the one thing I'm I'm, I'm saying is like we, I want to leave. Like I just want to leave because one, knowledge, knowledge. The food we get ain't giving us the right knowledge. That's a whole different conversation. Um, the atmosphere they put in, they put in front of us. No matter if it's from the phone, if it's from the communities, if it's from. Uh, the chemtrails. Yeah, like how can you, how can you pull up to a city you never, a state you never been to, and you can tell what side has poverty and what side doesn't. Mm. Like that Mandela effect is real in a lot of ways. But it, Elaborate on the Mandela effect for those who don't know what it is. Come on, man. This and that. Like it's like this and that. Y'all repaid the game. I don't. It's like a new game they was doing on IG where it was like the little Mandela effect come up. You can see if you remember the little uh, the little joint what it was. Like mm -hmm. it'd be like pops pops like the cereal and it was like oh it didn't have an ass but it did have an ass. Yeah. All right. So it's basically me saying like I'm gonna try to make it like this. Like if I if I can reshape like a past thought or reshape like the future of thinking it's like this then we believe it's like this and no more like this so it'd be like how somebody say like um slavery wasn't real but if i told y'all i put y'all through school and just told y'all slavery's real put in your face then no matter what y'all to see y'all see it as slavery yes like there you go it's just like a, uh it's just what you believe in what i'm 
telling you to believe that you're choosing to believe. Mm. Like, it's a little bit more deeper than that, but I'm trying to make it just implicit so like anybody that doesn't know can just get an understanding of why we can see something and it's it look familiar to us. Google it, pick up a book, dive into it, because it's man. real, the Mandela effect. I'm telling you, I was reading when I was wow. 13, this whole time I was alone. So I slept on bus stops, all type of stuff, and I read, and I promise you, like I ain't, I ain't, I ain't got, I don't have, I don't know all the words in the, the, the book, but I don't. It does something for you, you know what I'm saying, mentally, because it expands your horizons, man. You start looking at things different, you start noticing things different, and understanding things like better too. I ain't gonna lie to you, like way better. Mm. better. Now. You're pretty cool, man. You know, I try to be, man. I didn't like, know you I had all that, that up there. Huh? I, I got a lot of up here, man. Because I was trying to be, I was, I don't know what I was trying to be growing up, man. You was just finding your way. Just finding your way. And it's like, when you don't know, where do you go finding all that? You got to look within. You got to seek, seek the knowledge. Books. And it's in books. It's in books. How many books have you read this year? Two. How many did you read last year? I don't know. A lot? Uh... Probably not a lot. I would say, if anything, roughly, I would say about four or five. I was kind of well. That's a lot year. to most. Yeah, that's a lot I was to doing most. a lot of more moving around, so that was that was a that was a, I ain't I ain't really sit still to read. What's the last book you read? Um, the last book I read was well, that don't count. It was a freedom course in church, so that book don't necessarily count. It's a book. Yeah, it's about the two the two uh, trees of the two trees in the Bible, the tree. Of good and evil, a tree, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and the tree of life. Mm -hmm. So, in the book, it's called Freedom. It's just about the two trees in the Bible, which is the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and the tree of life. Mm -hmm. The tree of life would be uh, Jesus, Yahshua, however y'all want to say his name, Yeshua. It's just his walking in his consciousness. For the people that spiritually, like spiritually woke, if y'all know about, um, you know, it'd be Christ consciousness. Uh, the tree of, of knowledge of good and evil is basically just with show choice. You know, we all, the one thing that we all have is a choice. And you know what's, what feel good and what don't, mm -hmm. you know. How do you feel right now? For me? Like just talking about your story and, uh, wow. How, how are you feeling right now in this alive. moment? Alive. I feel like these testimonies, like no matter what we go through, I don't think I've went through anything hard. I don't, I don't really think my life is hard. Like, I feel like my life was fun. Like, people, I tell people, like, when I was homeless and I used to sleep, I used to sleep on the bus stops, I used to like looking at the stars because like, you barely see stars in Cleveland. Yes. Like, you barely see. So, when, I, when you really get to see stars on summer days, though, like hot days, it wasn't cold outside. So, don't think like I'm sitting here sleeping in the winter. Like, nah, mm -hmm. it was summer. Like, I'm in the back of this pickup truck on miles. I ain't gonna tell y'all who house either, but just know, <laughs> just them boys when they was out, they was out. But I feel, I feel grateful because I learned a lot. I grew a lot. It's just like, where would I be if I didn't go through the things that I did? Like, and and how strong can I'm like can like how strong am I like to actually be able to go through the things I went through? Because uh, at a young age, people used to be looking at me crazy, like I I would have been depressed and it's messed up. And I had I had psychiatrists, I had counselors. Not all of them work, mm -hmm. uh, but I did take things and it grew with me. It stuck with me like through life. And as I grow to this day, even right now, like I still find time to go speak to somebody voluntarily. 
because it's always good to just have somebody that don't know nothing about you, like hear about you. Mm-hmm. Um, and some, a lot of people they don't give you any feedback, so it's not it's not judgmental. That's the best part about it. Has anybody that you met randomly impacted you like so much that you'll never forget them? With just anything that they said or a, a kind of like a, what's the word? I'm always pulling mm. for words, but has anybody ever like just touched your soul? Yes, I met a homeless chick down here. Um, she walked up to me and she asked me a question and she said, um, what are you doing? What are, what are you doing right now that's making you different or something like that. And I want to say I want to say it was just like that. It was like what are you doing? What are you what are you doing that's going to make you different or what are you doing that makes you different? Um she ain't asked me for no money or nothing like that. And it wasn't even like she, she was just like a weird homeless chick or anything yeah. like that. So I was actually having a conversation with her. But when she asked me that it made me think like what am I doing that's making me different? Because it's really nothing under the sun. So it's not like what I'm what makes me different to myself or I, I was just pondering on this question, and it probably because I was probably smoking. Don't smoke. <laughs> but all our struggles. <laughs> all our struggles. <laughs> but I'm saying it just it messed my mind up because I couldn't process it at that moment. Like, why is she asking me? Like, what am I doing that's making me different? Like, or making that's what make me different? Like, I'm just different. Like, but it's but am I? Like, it's. Mm. So it's like I usually meet people, and when you, the th- see, you don't. It, when I meet certain people, certain things don't expect me. If I meet a man with a suit on, if he says something intellectual, it's not gonna surprise me. But when you meet somebody that you think will be singing, you know what I'm saying? I ain't even gonna make no jokes like that. If you meet somebody and they look like they wouldn't be about what was about to come from them, that's usually the surprise like that get me, cause I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see that coming from her. Like, especially not a question like that. And she was so serious. She wrote it down and everything. That's wow. what really, like, she had a little notebook with her. And I was sitting there just like, oh, okay. Like, this, like, okay. Like, I don't even know how to process this. And I don't even think she was doing it for me. It was just, I'm one of those people that take, like, I don't know what they call them, empath. Mm-hmm. Like, empath. Like, I take, like, the energy of others and it become, like, my energy. Tell them to call you back. Oh, yeah. He's, you got to be. man. <laughs> Mike gotta wait. Oh yeah, he probably about to tell me people. First and ten. Shout out the first and ten, <laughs> the best barbershop in Duval County. That's it. That's it. Come on, visit them on Normandy. What suite y'all in? What unit? Sweet. Well, unit seven because it's a big place. But shout out the first and ten. Um, well, this was very enlightening and wow. I'm gonna take that question that that lady. You see what I'm like, saying? Like, what makes you different? Don't, like, what it's makes like, you different? That's chess too. That's gonna make you different. Like, Never underestimate your opponent, and everything can be transported. What, like a pawn? Like everything, once you get to the back of the board, yeah, you can turn into anything that you want. The pawn, the pawns. Once you get it to the end, you can switch it out. That's and dope. It, so I got a friend, right? He, uh, him and his girlfriend be beefing. I told that nigga. I said, bruh. I said, I told him, bro, so I'm, I, I be saying the N-word a lot. But I told him, I said, bro, look, in the end, I'm sorry, I gotta stop him, in the end, bro, like, you the only one that matter. And I was trying to do it in a way to tell him, like, bro, stop calling my phone, telling me, like, bro, my girl, <laughs> bro, bro, I miss her, bro. And I be like, bro, like, it's understandable. I was like, what you need to do is, like, just think about it like this, bro, like, 
she can be replaced. Cause you can't be replaced. The game over if you if you done. Like it's just a way. I it's just a way to build the man up. And I had to say the man up. Like, yeah, because the ladies gonna dog you. So they gonna she dog can be replaced. They gonna I'm dog about to dog you right now. But truthfully, if you look at the game, I'm not lying. I ain't telling them in life. I said, bro, but you know, like you can, you know, they need to hear this though, like because. I'm doing abandonment issues that people go through is real, man. Mm -hmm. So for sure it is. For chess, sure. man. Play chess. Play chess. Play chess. So leave us with something positive outside of playing chess because that's what I would advise anybody uh -huh. to do too. Play chess, but leave our audience with something Don't. that can stick with them. Alright, I'm gonna give y'all something that I know y'all done heard, man. Whatever you wanna do. I promise you, whatever you want to do, write it down, write it down, write it down. At the in its in its most simplest form, just make yourself a step by step guide. Or how would you get it done? Just write it down, and then you know, find me, or and just tell me how I went for you, and watch what's gonna happen. Well, leave him with your social media if you like. Where's the table right now? So if you come <laughs> back, it's yeah, nail. I ain't do nothing. Instagram, they see this. Facebook, give my stuff back, cause I, I don't know. Well, I woke up in the morning and it was gone. But it's yeah, Nell or book with Nell. Don't really be on book with Nell, but uh, it's yeah, Nell, and that's it. It's Y E A H N E L L, and that's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, <laughs> all the social media. <laughs> social media, Google, like find me, and that's a social media too. All right, well, we're gonna wrap this up. So y'all go find Nell on all those social media platforms if he said. Give my stuff back. If they give it back to him. Or leave us a review and let Nell know how you like this interview. We don't have anything to sell you, but if you could share this podcast out with anybody that could you know that could benefit them or if it resonates with them, please do. We appreciate it. Leave us five stars. Tune into the Bruce Flowers Podcast every Tuesday, 6 p.m for a weekly episode and yes. we will catch you guys back next week bye it's on with you <laughs> ghetto Damn, my ghetto. <laughs> no that's not ghetto that's from cleveland <laughs> that's it's on cleveland. it's on, it's on with you, with you.